0: This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this
1: as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Eric Walling, and today's game will be pitting the warmer team of Scott Grimes and Dan, versus bench warmer Matt and returning player Jake Manny. Welcome back to the bench, Jake. Why don't you take a minute to remind us where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Excited to be back on. I live uh, in between Madison and Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I'm from Michigan originally, so I cheer for most Michigan teams except for anything Michigan State. And then I adopted the
1: Bucks right before Giannis, and that felt like the only good sports decision I've made in a long time. <laughs> Quite the good sports decision you made. And Mr. Matt, how are you doing? Let us know what uh, you and Jake's team's name is, is going to be. I,
0: I'm fine. Made the mistake of uh, fertilizing my lawn and then waiting too long to mow it. when So it ended up being like about knee high or so. Um, so finally mowed it this morning after a week and a half. And it was like a jungle. Um, Jake and I are both Big Ten football fans. I'm obviously a Michigan fan and me, a Wisconsin fan. And we have been loving our life ever since 2013 when uh, Nebraska decided to join the Big Ten because uh, Michigan and Wisconsin have absolutely been eating Nebraska's lunch all day long because Nebraska sucks at football. And our team name, in honor of uh, him being an absolute idiot and saying the things that uh, every coach says uh, behind people's backs, he actually, in person or in writing, told his team to go out and practice together, even though it broke all the COVID rules, our team name is going to be Scott Frost is an idiot.
1: Yes. Yes. I think even Nebraska fans might agree with you right around now. And uh, Scott and Dan, why don't you let us know how you're doing and what your team name is going to be.
3: Uh, I'll start it off here. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm eating a big Carl with special sauce. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, and I, yeah, no, I'm good. I um, I officially signed the lease uh, for my apartment today and paid my first month in security. So I'll be moving in this weekend. So it's my my I can get out of my girlfriend's parents' garage, which is always nice.
0: So are you going to bring the um the skunks with you? Or are they staying?
3: I hope not. No, I, I'm, I got a real nice bourbon setting. So I'm hoping that all the smog will deter them from coming around. <laughs> I heard bourbon.
0: <laughs> yeah. a Bourbon setting. I heard that too.
3: <laughs> Great.
0: It's gonna have a nice bar.
4: So just a uh, couple weeks ago, I told everybody I wasn't going to be back on the show for a while. And here I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm bench warmer emeritus, Dan, and I'm back for, uh, back for one show here. And, uh, Scott and I, for reasons that will uh, become evident later, are going to be uh, going with the name The Outsiders tonight.
1: Mysterious. We'll find out why soon. All right, gentlemen. We uh, So for those of you who have been listening for quite some time, this game may sound a little bit different to you. Uh, we will be having a lot of the same categories, but we're making a few tweaks and changes to the game. So some of your favorite categories may be a little shorter. But trust me, we'll still have all the same wittiness and general banter that you've all come to love and enjoy. Who's supposed to
0: be bringing the, the wittiness?
1: Uh, me. Me. I will oh, be bringing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, guys so. didn't need to bring any. Okay. I did, didn't say it was good. I just said it was. Um, Never is. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, pal. See, feel the love. Hey, speaking of um, things that have changed, uh, where you may have noticed the tailgate in the past, uh, we will be now kicking off the game with what we are calling the coin flip. And for an explanation of that, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll
4: be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see our today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All
1: right, well, just kidding. Dan didn't actually tell you guys what that was, but the coin flip will be a 50-50 toss-up uh, question, and we're going to let the guests... Uh, choose their answer or the guests team choose their answer Uh, it's worth 10 points Uh, and with that here is the inaugural coin flip question who has started more games in their nfl career chase daniel or aj mccarron
2: i would lean towards mccarron i think
1: go ahead and call it
2: we'll uh check in with aj mccarron
1: okay aj mccarron started with the Cincinnati Bengals in 2015, started, um, started three games. Uh, in 2019, he started one game for a grand total of four. Chase Daniel started uh, as a backup in New Orleans, where he started a grand total of zero games for the New Orleans Saints. He started two games for the Kansas City Chiefs over the course of three years. He started two games for the Chicago Bears in 2018 and one more in 2019 for a grand total of five.
3: Uh, McCarron was in Houston, I think, last year. Yes. Okay. Didn't he tear his ACL the other day, McCarron?
1: He did. Yeah. Heading into the first quarter, we have a score of the Outsiders 10. And Scott Frost is an idiot with 0 Thanks. Today's first quarter will be... Fill the Gaps.
4: Fill the Gaps. This quarter will consist of three questions with up to five pieces of missing information. The teams will attempt to fill in each piece of missing information. Each answer is worth ten points.
1: Okay. There's a theme. Yay. Uh, the theme for this, this iteration of Fill the Gaps will be uh, gruesome sports injuries. I promise not to post any of these pictures in the bench. All right. Fill the Gap, number one. In the Elite Eight of the 2013 NCAA tournament, Louisville guard blank suffered an open fracture of his blank tibia. That's left or right, by the way. Uh, after awkwardly landing on his leg attempting to block a shot leading to his shin protruding out of the leg his teammates dedicated their performance for the rest of that game to him going on to beat blank in that game 85 to 63 they would go on to win the ncaa championship that year defeating blank where now plies his trade for the blank lions of the british basketball league
4: all right we'll check in
1: Right, the outsiders have checked in. Scott Frost is an idiot. You guys can talk it out.
0: Okay, so I think in your reading of the question, Eric, you said the answer to number one,
1: which is Kevin Ware, <laughs> right? I I did you inadvertently not say. Let it slip. <laughs> I did not. I will neither confirm nor deny what yeah. you're saying.
0: <laughs> and then the the second one. Um, I remember the image of him on his back on the floor grabbing his leg and it being from the angle behind him. So that would have been his right leg. Um, then they were playing Georgia State, and they ended up beating him. And then you remember that the next game that they played was against Michigan, and they lost to Michigan.
2: No, they... The question is, who do they beat in the national championship game? That was the year that Trey Burke and Michigan were in the national championship game with them. Yes, the, the next blank is Michigan.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it goes Kevin Ware, the right leg, Georgia State, Michigan. And I have no idea who the Lions of the British Basketball League are. So
2: Ran- Random English town.
0: Um, <laughs> the Lions. She's uh, um,
2: uh, Southampton or Bristol.
4: or
1: Let's go Bristol. Bristol. We'll check in with those, All right? And uh, the outsiders. What did you guys have?
4: Well, we had Kevin Ware. I don't know where we got that from, but we got Kevin <laughs> Ware. To be fair, I would have had it anyway.
1: I had a feeling everybody would have had that
4: one. Um, now you're saying it was the Elite Eight game, and I'm pretty sure that was against Duke. Um, we said his left leg because I couldn't. Neither one of us could remember exactly what it was. Scott thought it might be the left, so it was at the left. Um, when you said that, uh, when I thought about it a little bit longer in use and, uh, we were trying to figure out who they beat in the championship game. I thought, Oh, well, oh, well, oh, crap. <laughs> Jake's going to know this one. It was Michigan. And then we went with alliteration on the last one and we went with London.
1: Okay. I will read it and fill the gaps for you here in the elite eight round of the 2013 NCAA tournament, Louisville guard, Kevin Ware suffered an open fracture of his right tibia, after awkwardly landing on his leg, uh, his teammates dedicated their performance the rest of the game to him, going on to beat Duke in that game, 85-63. to They would go on to win the NCAA championship that year, defeating Michigan. And he now applies his trade for the London Lions in the British Basketball League.
4: Alliteration for the win. Man, that felt too simple. I thought it was too clean.
1: Question two. On November 18th, 1985, Redskins QB blank handed off to fullback Blank, who tossed the ball back for a flea flicker. The QB was met simultaneously by Lawrence Taylor and Blank, the latter of whom's knee drove into the QB's leg, causing a compound fracture of the Blank leg. The fracture left the QB with one leg shorter than the other and forced his retirement at the age of Blank.
4: You want to check that in? Yep. All right. We're checked
1: in. All right. Then Scott Frost is an idiot. You guys can talk it out. Right. So Theisman, obviously. Then uh,
0: Jake said that, uh, asked if uh, John Riggins was still a fullback at that time in 85. Riggins was still rumbling and bumbling and stumbling as a fullback for the Washington football team. Um, then we went to the age and the, and the leg, and Jake didn't really have much, so... We said right leg. I'm pretty sure it was his right leg. And I remember him having to retire like in the mid thirties, but yeah, I think he was 36 ish. So we go with 36. And then I couldn't remember the other defensive lineman, but I know those eighties era New York giants only for one reason. And that's because my favorite all-time comedian, Artie Lang talks about those guys all the time. And that's when I remembered that the other, uh, Duo on that uh, sack duo on that group, there was uh, Harry Carson. So we went with uh, Thaisman, Riggins, Carson, right leg, and the age of 36.
1: Okay. And the outsiders?
3: We went with Thaisman, Riggins, Carson, going back to the well with the left leg, and 35.
1: Okay. I will read back the statement with the gaps filled. On November 18th, 1985, Redskins QB, Joe Theismann, handed off to fullback John Riggins, who tossed the ball back for a flea flicker. The QB was met simultaneously by Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson, the latter of whom's knee drove into the QB's leg, causing a compound fracture of the right leg. The fracture left the QB with one leg shorter than the other and forced his retirement at the age... Of 36. (laughs) One of these times,
4: someone's left leg is going to break, Scott.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're transitioning away from legs, so I apologize. All right. Fill the gaps. Number three. During an August 16th, 1920 game between the visiting Cleveland Indians and the blank at the polo grounds, pitcher blank, struck hitter blank in the head with a pitch, killing the hitter in the process. During that time, pitchers commonly dirtied balls up, made it difficult to see, and eyewitnesses say the hitter didn't react to the pitch at all. The death helped lead to a ban on blank, and that blank is a type of pitch, after 1920, and is cited as justification for requiring helmets, although the first player in the major leagues to wear a helmet during play did not do so until blank. All right, Eric, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right. So the outsiders, you guys can talk it out.
4: All right, so we, we know it's okay. We know it's Ray Chapman that was killed by Carl Mays. Um, it was a spitball Mays played for the Yankees. Um, question is, is, when did they start wearing the helmet? Um, I, I never knew that this game was at the polo grounds, which is strange. I suppose Yankee Stadium probably wasn't built yet, which is why it was there. But I knew he played for the Yankees. So um Do you think early 50s for I, I do think early 50s? I just don't know exactly what year. I think that sounds right. Cause
3: yeah, I'm just picturing like old highlights like Gehrig and Ted Williams, and those guys aren't wearing helmets.
4: I'm pretty sure by 61 during the mantle Maris time, they were they were like ubiquitous by that point. Yeah, and Maris was definitely wearing a helmet in those highlights. Um so I think early fifties is when it happened. You're right. 51 Bobby Thompson didn't wear one. He didn't but, have one picture in that, but that doesn't necessarily mean, I don't know. When, when do you want to go? I mean, we got the other four.
3: Yeah. I think early fifties is fine. You know what you choose? Because I keep saying left leg and it's been wrong. So you pick the year. All right.
4: Let's, let's go 52. So we'll say uh Chapman Mays yankees spitball 52
1: okay and scott frost is an idiot what did you guys have uh yeah the uh indians were playing the
0: yankees it was uh carl mays and uh chapman and the ball was a spitball even though mays was a submarine thrower also but they didn't ban the submarine throw Uh, and we have no idea on the year so we just guessed
1: 1940 okay during an August 16th, 1920 game between the visiting Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees at the polo grounds, uh, pitcher Carl Mays uh, struck hitter Ray Chapman in the head with a pitch, killing the hitter in the process. During that time, pitchers commonly dirtied up balls, made it difficult to see. Throw a little flavor protection in here. Combine that with the fact that Mays was a submariner and it was a dusk game, made it almost impossible for him to see the ball, which is why he didn't actually react His death helped lead the ban to a ban on spitballs in 1920 and is cited as a justification for wearing helmets, but the first major leaguer to wear helmets during play, 1940. Seriously?
3: No way. Seriously. Are
1: you
0: kidding me? (laughs) 1940. I had four written down already, and I was getting that wrong. (laughs) Wow. Jake and I are like, uh, just
1: like, it's like a yes. random
0: year. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: So it was discussed at the 1940 All-Star Game. It uh, in Chicago. Um, the National League um, did not adopt it originally as a league-wide requirement, but Jackie Hayes became the first player to wear a helmet in a game on August 22nd, 1940. All right, at the end of the first quarter, we have a score of Scott Frost is an Idiot with 130, and The Outsiders with 120. Now on to the second quarter, which will be Flop, Turn, and River.
4: Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30, and after the fifth clue, 20. game are we playing
3: here what i like is that Walling did is that he he put in the ones that the competition committee deemed we never do anymore
1: i I (laughs) did yes
3: (laughs) i appreciate it uh
1: well yeah and i was like you know actually well thanks to an impassioned speech from scott um i was like you know what i'm gonna try to write one with these categories in it and Actually, it wasn't that bad. I don't mind flop turn and river much at all. It's actually a fun category to write. So I apologize for anything bad I said about it during competition committee meeting. Question number one, clue number one, I was born in 1993 in Modesto, California. Clue number two, I attended SMU and majored in physics. Clue number three, my first victory was at the John Deere Classic in 2017. (laughs) I told Jake.
0: No, I'm not going to repeat (laughs) it. I only know like four or five modern golfers, and that's just primarily because of whether or not aaron likes their butts so i don't know it's a golfer (laughs) oh i don't know i'm just guessing (laughs) i mean the john deere classic i'm gonna guess it's a golfer right i don't know what is uh the frisbee disc golfer i don't know
3: i thought it was a nascar race you think john do you
0: think the john deere tractor (laughs) yeah company Jake, I don't know this one, so we're going to have to go for another one here. Eric, we don't know this. Okay. Outsiders?
3: Uh, I think we're going to take another one as well.
1: All right. For the turn, I am the only player in golf history to win an NCAA title and a U.S. amateur in the same year.
3: Oh, so it is a golfer.
1: Could still be a tractor puller. (laughs) <laughs> this does not exclude check in. Oh, wow. All right. The outsiders have checked in. So Scott Frost is an idiot. You guys can talk. I don't
3: know. I feel like
2: I, I, I don't know anything here.
1: Like, so. I know we had a question on here recently about
0: a French dude whose like name was like uh, DeChambeau or something. Um, then I know that there's that dude who everyone talks about with the nice butt. I always forget his name too. But he was like in 2012, 2013. Right. This guy would have been first in 17. I yeah. I don't know. I don't,
2: I got nothing, man. I'm saying I don't know anyone modern. Do you
0: want to go for another one or do you want to guess this French dude's last name that I have no
2: idea? What's the chances that the other, <laughs> another clue is going to get us anywhere beyond that? It feels pretty slim.
0: I don't right? know. So I do you want to, you want to go with this? Uh, what was sure. it? Sure. Is it D Yeah, it's yeah. much like it the I know. <laughs> sure, we're gonna go with it. I have no idea yeah. who this guy is, but I know that he I know that he was in a question that we had here like about a month ago that I was on a show. So we're gonna yeah, check I in know. with uh with a uh, Joey D No, just D <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, and the outsiders.
3: I give up, Scott. This is why Jake's
4: undefeated. It, this is why he's undefeated. Is this first
1: name
3: Bry- Bryson. <laughs> Is
4: that right? It's, it's Bryson Deschambeau. I, ah, I should have yeah. had it. I should have had it now that I think about it after the first one because so, yeah, he's an engineer. I I, he designs his own clubs.
3: Yeah, and, I said to Dan, I, I think this is a guy that Mason likes, and it is. I just couldn't remember the name until Dan said yeah. it.
1: All right. Yeah. So, for clue number five, I won my first major championship with my identically sized irons and trademark cabbie hat at the U.S. Open and Winged Foot in 2020. The correct answer was Joey DeChambeau, AKA <laughs> 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 Bryson.
2: We can't, we
4: can't catch a break here, Scott. 1940,
3: <laughs> G- DeChambeau. Yeah, this is this is this is fun. 36. It's almost like we Dan, it's almost like we could use some sort of running
4: to help us out. I know. You we, know? Like if, we're if, getting I if, am getting yeah. winded here, man.
1: Yeah. Well let's see no, if question number two. Show up <laughs> <It's, yeah>. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> question number two Where am I? I was opened in nineteen sixty five and housed an MLB team until nineteen ninety nine. I housed an NBA team from nineteen seventy one to nineteen seventy five. Include number three. I housed an NFL team from nineteen sixty eight until nineteen ninety
2: six. Exactly what I thought.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, let's let's check that out. Okay. Scott Frost is an idiot, has checked in. So outsiders, you can talk it out.
3: I'm probably only gonna be able to go at this from the baseball stadiums. I was super into those in the nineties. Okay, I'm trying to think of when did Minute Maid Park open. Minute Maid would have opened right around that time. Yeah, Um, when did the uh, I think Minute Maid Park might have been 2001. When did the Oilers leave? Uh, 90. I mean, because they were the Titans when they faced the Rams, so uh, would have been I don't know, like 96, 97, I think probably. Okay, so is this uh, is this shaping up to be the Astrodome? 65 to 99 sounds about right NFL, oh, oh 96 for the 96. nfl team i mean it could certainly be 96 because that's when the the ravens came in right so they were making changes in the in the nfl so you know maybe what that i remember
4: i remember the vikings playing the tennessee oilers Okay. In 97 and actually
3: it actually makes sense to 65 because houston were the yeah
4: i think the astros
3: yeah, came gotta around be the 65.
4: yeah i'm good with it and the rockets you know the rockets played there too so yeah, yeah. i think we got to go with the yeah i think we got to go with the Astrodome. let's
1: do it for 100 <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and scott frost is an idiot what did you guys check in with
2: Yep, we had the same thing astro is it the, the clipper or the left there Dan? maybe
0: The very first uh, how low can you go that I ever wrote was about the Houston Astrodome. So this question has been done. So immediately when you said open in 1965,
1: I said, was when LBJ opened up the Houston Astrodome? The Astrodome was the correct answer. Clue number four was that I was the primary venue for the largest livestock show and rodeo in the world until 2002. And clue number five, I was the first venue to install artificial turf. After my original natural grass playing surface died, which led to this surface's nickname. And the correct answer is the Houston Astrodome. Question number three. What am I? Unofficially, I was first played in 1921 at the King's Course in Glen Eagles, thanks to a suggestion from Golf Illustrated. Clue number two. I was officially first played in 1927 at the Worcester Club W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R club. Clue number three. I was most recently played at Le Golf National in Court, France.
3: France, gotta be DeChambeau.
1: Yes, the French guy from California. (laughs) DeChambeau. Oh yeah, you wanna do that?
4: Yeah, let's do that. We'll check that in.
1: Okay. Uh, Scott Frost is an idiot, has checked in, so the outsiders, you guys can talk it out.
4: I think this is the Ryder Cup, Scott.
3: I like that. Yeah, I think the, the I feel like the years make sense. Twenty seven sounds about right. A suggestion in golf, yeah. Illustrated, Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think they suggested like
4: like K. Right. Yeah. Why don't you try yeah. lawn
3: bowling? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I'm, let's do it. All
4: right. We'll check in with the
3: Ryder Cup.
1: Okay. And Scott Frost is an idiot. What did you guys check in with?
3: Uh, we also said the
2: Ryder Cup.
1: Okay. Uh, Clue number four, I was dominated by the U.S. until World War II. Then Ireland was added in 1953. Uh, But continued U.S. dominance led to the inclusion of continental Europe in 1979. And clue number five, I will be played in 2021 at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin due to the 2020 postponement, where the U.S. captain will be Steve Stricker and the European captain will be Padraig Harrington. The correct answer was the Ryder Cup. Strangely enough, up until 1921, a American had never won the British Open, so they used that as an excuse to go over early and play some of the courses like St Andrews, which I think eventually ended up. I don't know was a Walter Hagen or somebody that won the that was the first American to win the British Open was in 1921. Oh, when they had gone over to to play the. <laughs> Ryder Cup. It wasn't the Ryder Cup then. It wasn't officially the Ryder sure. Cup until 27.
3: So it's the unofficial 100 year anniversary.
1: Correct. Right, of the Ryder Cup. It was the uh, Walker Cup, you
0: know, because it didn't ride anything. They just walked.
3: <laughs> the, the, the Walker Cup. Oof. Named after Larry Walker.
1: Yes. Yeah. Dad joke. At the end of the second quarter, we have scores of Scott Frost is an idiot with 260 and the Outsiders with 250 ladies and gentlemen dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wait a minute is that stone cold's music
3: daddy's here oh.
1: <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
4: <laughs> who's the third oh, man oh
3: my god he's the third man who's the third uh, man he's the third man i knew it i knew he was gonna
4: do that thanks dan i'm dun, dun, uh... dun,
1: dun, dun, dun.
4: I'm not feeling this, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to drop out. But uh, I think the third man is here. Daddy Alaska's. uh, That's Daddy Alaska's music. Are you making the
3: hot tag? Hot tag. Oh, it's real hot.
0: Jake and I are in the corner over here, going like, "What the hell's going on?"
3: (laughs) I know. Calling (laughs) in the reinforcements. Who are we? Who's our? Oh, you don't need a third. 1940s. (laughs) Shut up. We're losing right now,
5: Marcus. Yeah, you don't get a third. Where are we at? Are we doing this halftime? Just about to start halftime. Oh, perfect. So Josh won't be mad that this was right in the middle of it. All right, guys,
3: I am out of here. Dan, Thank you, Thanks, Dan. That was fun. Dan, bud. It's, it's been a yeah. pleasure working with you all these years. Um, and I wish you all the best in your it's funeral. Not his funeral.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, there's a simple, there's this little matter of a uh, challenge that was thrown down by yeah. somebody against Eric. Oh, that's true. I'll see you. I'll see That'll you soon happen. for that. You're right. I'll see you soon for that. Yeah. It's your funeral, bud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. We just said he's not dying; he's just leaving the show.
4: Marcus, we're losing. Come on and get us. Uh, get us. I, I want to hear a good report after this is done. All right. Nothing Sounds against good. you, Jake. I love you and everything, but uh, <laughs> totally you know, good. That. Totally fair. All right. We'll you see. Get you that W.
1: Well, Marcus, you missed all the golf questions. So sorry.
5: So I came in at the right time.
1: <laughs>
5: it's been a Matt
3: heavy game. Let's just put it like that.
1: All right, Matt. Matt's Mind closet has been <laughs> Mind inside genre. of his in inside of his butt and he's just been pulling things Set out of there. Butt. Like left and right. <laughs> anyway, moving on to halftime. Yeah, that brings us to halftime.
4: It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points.
1: Question number one of halftime. Fill in the blank on the following quote from the basketball game episode of The Office. Do I have a nickname on the court? Um, Well, the answer would be nice, but it's taken. So uh, probably blank. I think you're right, Jake. Okay. Okay, Scott Frost is an idiot has checked in. And outsiders, you guys can talk it out.
3: All right. Uh Marcus, do you watch The Office?
5: I don't watch hot garbage. So uh, I, I mean I I've seen episode. So, so of the any show, of you listening that fall asleep to it every night, I don't care. Eric Eid. Um so so this is all you, buddy.
3: No, it's not, but uh yeah the answer is taking. So so maybe the question I like I was just, I don't know. That sounds like something dumb that one of those idiots on that show would say.
5: Well, um, that's one of my favorite obscure DC characters, the question. So let's do it.
3: All right. We're checking in with the question.
1: Okay. And Scott Frost is an idiot. What did you guys have?
5: Yeah. For about the same reasons
2: we said the question.
1: Okay. Well, both teams are getting points. The correct answer is (laughs) the question. Uh, After that, he says, so he goes, do I have a nickname on the court? Um, Well, the answer would be nice, but it's taken. So uh, probably the question, the answer. Just to the question, the question back to the answer. Answer over to the question. Answer. who Three points. The question. who Six points. Nothing but net. Question: Who's the best player in the league? Answer: The question, or the dunkmeister.
3: <laughs> that sounds about right for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So question number two, in the movie Tin Cup. Roy and Romeo get in an argument during his first US Open qualifier over club selection, leading him to break every club in the bag except what trusty, or maybe lucky, iron, parring the back nine with only that club in the process.
3: Yeah, I, I was kind of getting put that too much, but
5: we are going to check in.
1: Okay, outsiders have checked in. So Scott Frost is an idiot. You guys can talk it out yeah I, I i was just i would guess on this so it'd be so
0: i would guess something like a three or a five iron but you said
2: yeah i like i like i seven came into my head but i there's i don't even know if i've ever watched this movie all the way through so i don't like there's no like logic to that seven it's just random yeah let's just
1: go with seven i mean that's seven. just as good all as right. anything i have and if it came all to right. you then
0: yeah sure all
2: right
5: we'll go with
1: the seven iron. Right? okay and outsiders what did you guys have
5: uh yeah shout out to my favorite uh my favorite bar that sponsors the flag football league that i play in lucky seven i have no idea i've never seen it but when i think of a lucky number i think of lucky seven so we also checked in with seven iron
1: both teams receiving points here the correct answer was the seven iron yes there is a uh golf course i can't remember where that has a 10 cup open where you play all 18 with nothing but a seven iron (laughs) <laughs>
3: uh, nice. I love it. Lucky 7, also my favorite new uh, quarter style. in
1: Benfold. Well, unfortunately, we won't get one of those today. I apologize. I didn't spoiler, expect one. Spoiler alert. Question number three. In the 1995 action thriller Sudden Death, Jean-Claude Van Damme must con- defuse a terrorist plot to kill the vice president of the U.S. during a hockey game. Name either of the two teams involved in the game, which is a rematch of the nineteen ninety-two Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, we can check in.
5: Yes. Agree.
1: Okay. Scott Frost is an idiot, has checked in. So the outsiders, you guys can talk it up.
5: Am I am I Scott Hall?
3: Yeah, of course. Okay. You're way cooler than me, so of course Scott Hall. Hey yo, I don't know this. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> the only way I could maybe get this is the ninety two Stanley Cup finals and I'm blanking on that even. So I feel like maybe the Rangers might have possibly been in. Didn't
5: they win in ninety-four?
3: Yes, I think they won in ninety four. I don't know if they I think they went maybe to another one, but again
5: didn't the Devils weren't they good around then? Yeah. I don't
3: it, know. Yeah. I yeah. i would think we just picked two popular teams i mean i thought it was like you know senators like
5: i don't yeah um i don't know do you just want to say the rangers i I mean i'm cool with that i'm not gonna get any i don't have any logic
3: yeah so like the rangers and well i think he's just same name either either and or okay so yeah we'll say the rangers we'll check in with the new york rangers
1: okay scott frost is an idiot what did you guys have so i think a part of the plot of
0: the movie jake wasn't it that the uh the dome opened up wasn't oh, yeah, that it, like it opened <laughs> I've up seen this thing <laughs> oh i think i think there was something about him being john Va- john claude van Dam being on the roof and the dome opened up and he like uh you know um whatever went a rope down kind of held down uh, <laughs> propelled down or something Um, This the 1991 NHL Stanley Cup was the Penguins versus the North Stars and the Penguins won that series and they also won the 92 series uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: So we're going to check in with the Pittsburgh Penguins one team receiving points. The correct answer was either the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Chicago Blackhawks. And yes, he does climb up on the roof of the dome. And rappel into the rafters nice. to defuse some bombs or fight <laughs> fight some bad guys. I mean, it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme then movie. He played, do doesn't
0: he play goalie also?
2: I think I remember that part, actually. I
0: thought he played goalie <laughs> in the game, or he dressed in, or he was...
2: <laughs> I think you're
0: right. Wow.
1: Wasn't there? I... It's been a while since I've well, seen you it. Watched, I you it asked the
0: question about the movie. You don't know the plot?
1: I've re- I I don't remember
3: I the, the, the plot, specifics. The he has to defuse a. Bomb during the, to, to save the,
0: the vice president. president,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought there was something
0: about him having to wear a goalie outfit for some reason or something to get behind or whatever. What I don't know. I only watch,
5: I only watch Double Impact and Street Fighter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of halftime, we have the scores of the outsiders with 300. And Scott Frost is an idiot, has extended their lead. They now have 335. Now on to the second half.
4: We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Benchwarmers TP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast.
1: Thanks. Today's third quarter will be Odd One Out. The Odd One Out.
4: For this quarter, there will be three categorized questions containing lists of six items, teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 50 points.
1: Question number one. Uh, Name me the odd one out of these teams that have appeared on HBO's Hard Knocks. The Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, the Atlanta Falcons or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
5: We're going to check in.
1: Okay. The outsiders have checked in with a personal anecdote and <laughs> Scott Frost is an idiot. What did you guys have?
0: <laughs> okay. So Jake and I agreed pretty quickly that the Cowboys, Bengals and Chiefs have been on.
3: Really? The Cowboys?
0: Are Cowboys are on right now. Um, and then we also were, pretty confident the Falcons have been on. Yeah. So then we've been going back and forth on whether we think it was the bills and the Buccaneers. And he says, well, wouldn't, when, when Ryan was the coach of the bills, maybe he, cause he was a goofball, maybe he did goofball, things like that. And then my response was if I'm a producer of a television show and I have a choice between the Buffalo bills or the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You quit your job. I'm probably going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm probably going the place where there are known to have the craziest human beings on the right. face of the earth. Yes. Um. I, and not to I'm, like Mr. Conservativeville, a hundred thousand people that live in the town. Uh, maybe not that many, but anyway, it's probably closer yep. to 250,000. But anyway, I think it's, I think it's the Buccaneers, but uh, yeah, or I'm saying that the Buffalo is the, is the odd one out? Yeah.
1: Yes. All right. We're going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, and uh, sorry, the Outsiders, what did you guys have?
3: Yeah. I, um, I asked Marcus if he remembered the Bills being on Hard Knocked. He couldn't, and I couldn't recall it and i feel like they don't have interesting enough players ever to really be on hard knocks outside of what to for a cup of tea but i mean mm-hmm. i can't really imagine there's anyone else that you would want to watch so we also checked in with the buffalo bills
0: do they try out people who damage uh tables in the parking lots those people would make a fantastic television
1: show
3: that's it's a new show it's the, not real housewives it's the real fans of buffalo
1: well, there you go <laughs> It's hard knocks, but in this case, the knocks are what you injure when you go through a table. Yeah. Self-imposed. Um, yeah, so both teams receiving points. The correct answer was the Buffalo Bills. The Buccaneers were on in 2017. Cowboys mm-hmm. have been on three times, actually, including this year. Chiefs were on in 2007. Falcons in 2014. And the Bengals... Were on in two thousand thirteen and two thousand and nine.
5: Yeah, um Rex Ryan was on there, but with when he was with the Jets, because yeah. he had the great. Yeah, let's, well, go, let's go eat an, an, an effing goddamn snack.
1: Goddamn <laughs> snack. <laughs> it was <effing>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he it. And he said, Come "Let's in.
5: go get an get snack." snack. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: HBO, dude. You can swear.
5: I'm trying. I'm turning a new leaf. Okay.
0: No, not you. I'm talking about Ryan when he said. Oh yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. he didn't. He no, didn't. he he dropped. Oh, he actually f- said bumps. the word. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Marcus. You're so yeah, sweet. See? I know he's so oh, considerate. The, no.
5: the new guy, Dan Quinn. I didn't know. Like, even when he was in Seattle, I didn't know Dan Quinn was like that. I saw the first episode and he was in a meeting and he's just f this and f that and I was like, all right, good for you, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Question number two. Uh there are five five. Uh, Super Bowl halftime acts. Which one is the odd one out?
5: <laughs>
1: Dumb. Number one, Up With People. Number two, New Kids on the Block. Number three, The Blues Brothers. Number four, The Grambling University Band. Number five, Garth Brooks. And number six, Shania Twain. <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: I guess what a list.
5: <laughs> this is the fu- this is the worst question you've ever asked <laughs> <laughs> this is, thank, this is worse you. than Jermichael Finley <laughs>
1: thank, you. <laughs> thank you I pride, I pride myself <laughs> wow
5: <laughs> we're gonna check hey, in hey guys oh. we just gotta hang tough for these questions
1: oh jeez here we go <laughs> okay outsiders have checked in <laughs> yeah so so, uh scott frost is an idiot while i go back here and do this dance why don't you guys talk it out
0: Mm -hmm. okay so so we know for sure i was just gonna type them all out here yeah so we're we're grambling was there like in that was like one of the early Super Bowls i think or one of the early superdome ones at least right blues brothers i remember there with uh dan aykroyd sometime in the in the i think maybe like when blues brothers 2000 was coming out or right. something like that
2: yes. yeah that's what i thought it was the reboot
0: one. Up with people i think has done it like three or four times i think they've been there quite a few times i think i remember them being in the one at the metrodome maybe um okay. vag- Steel, so I well like i you vaguely remember it. the new kid new kids in the block being there too okay but i'm not a hundred percent of that i'm just you know no. that yep. rings a small bell so I think we're between Garth Brooks and Shania Twain yeah. and New Kids in the Block, maybe.
2: Right. Shania feels like the most odd, and just in the sense of like, it was a little bit of a flash not pan gig for a couple of years for her. Yeah. But she was huge for those couple of years. I know Garth has done the anthem. I don't remember him doing the halftime, but it's, yeah. it's a big enough deal that he had to have
0: Well, no, they did do a country, a whole bunch of country stars back like in the uh, late 90s, Um, but that wasn't, I don't think that Garth was in that group. I remember there was being like, um, like uh, Travis Tritt and the Judds and stuff. Actually, no, no, I think that would have been the mid 90s. And Shania did do that turn in the early 2000s where she was going more focusing on pop than she was on country.
2: Yeah, I feel like she was there at some point.
0: I think Garth is probably the most. I'm pretty sure Garth feels like he probably sang the national anthem, but he probably didn't do the halftime show.
2: Yeah, good with that. I
0: don't know. But New Kids in the Block, you're. I don't know. They just seem like they're the type of band that would have done it. Totally.
2: So. My knee jerk on that is I don't remember like at what point of his career this was true, but like halftime shows were pretty lame until Jack- Michael Jackson did
0: them. Yeah, uh, you're and 100% correct. correct. Yeah. And I
2: just don't remember if that was like 84 Michael Jackson or 91 Michael
0: Jackson. I think it would have been more like 91. Yeah. So oh,
3: right. re- really what you want to ask is was he black or
2: white? What
3: shade of Michael are we
2: dealing with? Yes. I, okay. I believe he right, so. Us you... It doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Macaulay, thank you.
1: So you're
0: thinking you want to go with Garth?
2: That's to a toss up for me, man. I can go either way on that with New Kids or Garth. I don't I don't have a strong one either way. Like I know I said, Garth is on the anthem So I
0: he, I just uh I, with the New Kids there's like a small percentage. My wife's a huge New Kids on the Block fan and I for some reason I remember that deep Sure.
2: Yeah. Let's go Garth then. That makes
3: sense. Okay. okay. Brooks,
1: and the outsiders?
3: Uh yeah. We never heard of Up With People, so we just assume that they've done the the halftime show. Blues Brothers, I feel like I remember seeing on a list or something that they did it because it seemed odd. Rambling just seemed like they would have done it. Like they can't just be in the movie drumline. Um <laughs> I feel like I remember New Kids on the Block doing it in the early nineties. I think that they capital like the NFL capitalized on their popularity and had them do it. Um so we also were down to Garth Brooks and Shania Twain. Trying to think like which one made more sense. Shania, I feel like the only year she could have done it would have been like ninety nine, two thousand just because that's like Jake said, she's kind of a flash in the pan. And I know that one of those years was like in sync, Britney Spears and Aerosmith Smith. And then I think the other year was like um maybe like Gloria Estefan or something like that. It was like a Miami Sound Machine, Garth Brooks. I feel like there would have been more opportunities for him to do it, and I could see them just cap- again capitalizing on his popularity in the mid nineties. And I'm not too familiar with those Super Bowls, so um, we went with Shania Twain as
1: the odd one out. One team is receiving points. The correct answer was Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks has never played in an NFL Super Bowl halftime. So, up with people was like the first. Band that wasn't a university band. Yeah. Uh, New Kids on the Block were 1991 uh, along with Disney characters. I think we, uh, we, we, you
0: need to correctly pronounce them as NKOTB. Please. Sorry, NKOTB. <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, the Blues Brothers were in the uh, Super Bowl 31 at the Superdome in 1997. Oh. Uh, Shania Twain, very weirdly, paired with No Doubt in 2003. Yes. Super Bowl. Now I remember that.
3: I got to go back and watch that. That was
1: at uh, 30. Where was that at? 2003? San Diego.
0: Oh, yeah. San Diego.
3: I have no recollection
0: of that. That
1: was the uh, the Swan (laughs) song
0: for Qualcomm. I
3: that was yeah, the it was... swan song for Janiya Queen and for most of no <laughs> Doubt also <laughs> probably no doubt. <laughs> like a solo from
1: yeah, there. yeah, no doubt. True, so no the, doubt. F- the very next year was the MTV disaster, the Janet Jackson, right? The Janet, yeah, Jackson 2004. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I remember watching that again. Okay, there was well. a game <laughs>
3: <laughs> that one made me happy to get wrong because I'm glad that. No one had to sit through a Garth Brooks Super Bowl half.
1: I was actually kind of surprised. I thought they would have. Yeah, and at least in there.
3: 2003, like, you could hear, you know, Brad Pitt, that don't impress me much. So, I mean, that's that's fine.
0: I wonder if Garth is saying the national anthem. I don't know if he's been associated. I know
3: he's me. performed at the MLB All-Star Game several times. Yeah. Oh. I remember that. I
2: think he, was at, he was at watching. the – he did a national anthem where he almost didn't go on. It might have been like the it was one of the Cowboys Super Bowls. Like there was a whole deal where he wasn't. Mm. He was supposed Mm. to do it, but then he almost bailed last minute.
1: All right. Well, if you hated that one, just wait for this one. Oh no. Here we go. Question number three. I'm so sorry. I really am. Which of these is not a fielding position in cricket? (sighs) I promise. This isn't as bad as it sounds. <laughs> number one, square leg. Number two, fine leg. Number three, googly. Number four, wicket keeper. Number five, long off. And number six, maybe somewhat um, right, poetically, uh, third man. <laughs>
3: Speaking of third man, can we call Dan?
5: Or? You didn't think I know what a you googly was. <laughs> googly googly, yeah, googly. We're gonna check in.
1: Okay, All right. outsiders have checked in. So Scott Frost is an idiot. You guys can talk it out. Okay, so long out and
0: third man and wiki keeper. I'm like ninety percent sure on. So um, it comes down to is
2: googly a real thing or which the leg? Yeah.
0: Is a one. So I do know that the there is I know there is this. I'm pretty sure there's a square leg one, okay. but I, I've never I don't remember the fine leg one.
2: He didn't. Ca- he didn't capitalize Google in the chat. Therefore, I mean, it's-
1: <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> because it kept trying to. It kept try- The only way I could get it to stay was because oh, it Google. It Google. kept trying to correct it to Google. So the yeah. only way I could get it to stay was if I made it lowercase. Right. I just. It's so.
0: In, in the nineties, I'm trying to reach back here because in the nineties, when I did security at uh, in college. That was a lot of Pakistani and Indian guys that I did security with, and we would sit there late night, and they'd watch the cricket matches that were going on live on ESPN, Ocho, or whatever they watched it on. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I learned a little bit about these positions. And if I recall correctly, the third man and the long off were the ones behind the bowlers, and then the leg guys were the ones who were behind the, uh, the, the batter. Um, and the wicket keeper obviously was the person who stood behind the wickets. Yeah. Um, the googly to me seems like it's a uh, banana in the tailpipe, if you ask me, from Mr. Uh, from Mister Walling here. What? Um,
2: Sounds good, man. I, I have lit- I've never watched a single second of cricket. I have no idea what's going
0: yeah, on. Yeah, and I did brush up a little bit on my cricket because my new boss is a big cricket fan. So, like, about three months ago or so or when i first met him i said i'm gonna s-. but i didn't really get into the positions all that well i watched one of those 10 minute videos on the basic rules of cricket that on youtube you know
2: yeah
0: <laughs> the yeah. basic rules of cricket but i don't remember googly ever being talked about so you know i sure. go with that one
1: sounds great we're checking in with googly yeah that's autocorrect thank you autocorrect for only allowing me to put that in lowercase and outsiders
5: we picked Wicket Keeper because it seemed too on the nose, so that's what we checked in with.
1: So the Wicket Keeper is the, essentially the catcher um, in cricket. Uh, the square leg sits pretty much dead even with the batsman, depending on which way they hit they would be on one side or the other. Because um, the they fine can turn and hit
0: the ball the other direction.
1: Right, the fine leg is about forty-five degrees from the square leg. Uh, let's see, the long off is, as you said, behind um, the bowler, and the third man um, is s- like basically the opposite of the fine leg. A googly is a cricket term. However, it is a term for a ty- a specific type of pitcher. Um, Or bowler, in this case, that has a spin, a certain kind of spin that they put on the ball. So while it is a cricket term, it is not a cricket position. It was also referenced in a very old and somewhat dated Jerry Seinfeld commercial where he's trying to play cricket and he swings and misses and says that was a wicked googly, Um, (laughs) which is why I was kind of hoping anybody would remember that. Um, All right. So the correct answer here was googly. Googly. Heading into the fourth quarter, we have scores of the Outsiders with 350, and Scott Frost is an idiot in the lead with 485. It is now time for the fourth quarter.
4: The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total.
1: The categories for today are as follows. Question number one, back to school. Question number two, she's the man. Question number three, school ties. And question number four is blue chips. Uh, The categories for those. um, Question number one, back to school, is an NBA question. Question number two, She's the Man, is about female athletes. Question number three, School Ties, is about uh, name, image, and license agreements. And question number four, Blue Chips, is about recruiting, football recruiting. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, in Back to School former NBA sixth man of the year and shirt hater, J.R. Smith recently returned to what big South HBCU in order to attempt to make the golf team. Smith was granted eligibility and will compete as a walk on freshman this season. Yep. 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 That's it. Yep. Yep. We're checked in for 100. Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) So Scott Frost is an idiot has checked in. To so the outsiders, you guys can talk it out.
3: I feel like because we're a three man team, Marcus has gained temporary access to the mine palace. Like Dan, Dan left, he left it unlocked.
5: But it's right here. It's at the front. It's This isn't in the back. Oh, I
3: just gotcha. Saw this. All right. Did you see I didn't know where you I went. Typed? I didn't know if you went to like a brain brothel. Like I wasn't sure what your. That's what mine would be.
1: Yeah. Daddy Alaska's a brain, brain strip club.
5: Brothel. Uh, sh- Gentlemen's Club.
1: Gentlemen's, <laughs> the brain gentlemen's club. We're
5: classy. You can call classy. it. No, you but gotta keep, give it a cool it name. You gotta yeah. give it a cool name. We're classy. We have like a full cleanup crew. No, it's not just uh, like lunch. It's not just paper towels and Windex in there. Daddy, Daddy,
1: <laughs> the famous Daddy Alaska lunch buffet.
3: Yeah, you'd oh, have dude. to call it like Daddy Alaska's Cranium Club or something like that. Like, <laughs> we're going to the Cranium Club. Listen, hold on, you're
5: throwing me off. Hold on,
3: <laughs> let me get back to this. All right. This so he says, "Do you think this? Do you think this is where Tariq Cohen went to school?" I think.
5: Oh. Uh, oh gosh. I mean, I know
3: where he went to school. Oh,
5: crap. I'm say I know it out the, loud so I can confirm. Well,
3: I know that it was a big South HBCU school. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's why. <laughs> like I know when I hear it, I'm going to be like, "Oh yeah, of course he went there."
5: But. Uh, ooh, um, uh, uh, oh, balls. Uh, North North Carolina A and T. They were in
3: Drumline. Let's do it. Check it in.
5: Well, you're not going to confirm.
3: I. It sounds right. Yeah. Oh, God. But All they right. were in. They were in Drumline in purple.
5: <laughs> That's great. I'm happy for them. <laughs> okay, I get yes let's check in with North Carolina AT
1: for how many points?
5: ooh for 87 points
1: and Scott Frost is an idiot. Yeah um I remember reading this here
0: just the other day and that's why when Jake and I were going back and forth I was like, I know this one. this just happened the other day I think I saw on whatever uh, North Carolina AT
1: for 75 points. Both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is North Carolina A and T, and it is indeed the um, the college that Tariq Cohen went went to school at. So yeah. Question number two, in "She's the Man," Victoria Roche of Belgium was the first female to complete to compete in what yearly competition? Since Roche's debut in 1984, 19 additional females have competed throughout the years, although the most famous female was arguably an American from 2013. Let's go with that.
3: Yeah, We're checked in.
1: All right. Scott Frost is an idiot has checked in. So, outsiders, talk it out.
3: You mentioned I did a rod. I did a rod lever. I mean,
1: why did you do that?
3: Um, and I I mean, I like your logic, right? Obviously, this is going to be something that is primarily done, performed, whatever, by men. And Mm -hmm. I can't think, and it's obviously its yearly, so that obviously rules out some things. Like, I don't think this is the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, (laughs) like, because women eat hot dogs all the time. Take that how you will.
0: Of all the people who know about the the idea, it would be Daddy Alaska. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, it just came to mind because, like, it just seems like something that was probably started by men, and it yeah. doesn't seem like something a ton of women probably would want to do. But I have no logic behind it other than it's just a hunch. You said strong
3: man, but like, I I, don't I only said that because I'm like strong man. It's got man in the name, and like right. Belgian, I could see like a Belgian woman getting strong.
5: Yeah, but in order for her to be famous, yeah, have to right. Have, like one. <laughs> well, not only
3: that, and, and like most famous was an American in 2013. I feel like I would we would probably have a recollection of that if that happened. Like I don't pay attention to Iditarod, so this could have happened, and like you know what I mean. It just never hit my radar.
5: Okay. Well, um, I guess we're checking in with uh, Iditarod for 87 points.
1: All right, and Scott Frost is an idiot. What did you guys have?
5: We started kind of in a similar spot, like came up
2: with Iditarod, and then we figured, but who the hell would be the famous American if that <laughs> was the case? Like, We didn't know, and then I thought of, um, I think her name was Moni, Moni or Monet Davis, Little League World <sighs> Series pitcher, and gets the Little League World Series. And there's a girl catcher in it this year as well. Yeah,
3: yeah. She got two hits the other day.
1: For how many points? 35. <laughs> One team will be receiving points. The correct answer is the Little League World Series. And yep, that, that 2013 famous female is Monet Davis from Philadelphia. She now is playing uh, collegiate softball at Hampton University hmm. and was the um, announcer on the kids' broadcast of the Little League Classic the other night. She did a pretty nice. good job. So question number three. Jaquincy McKinstry, a freshman defensive back from the Alabama Crimson Tide, and no, he is not an East-West Bowl name, uh, has dropped his confusing first name and now goes by what? He changed his name as part of a name, image, and license agreement with this craft-owned brand who announced on their Twitter, quote, We've swapped names with McKinstry and have given him the power of oh Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that one. I'm not going to come up with it any better.
2: <laughs> <All right>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Scott Frost is an idiot. I've reluctantly checked in, which is par for the course with my games. Uh, outsiders, you guys can talk it out.
3: I to go off the, oh, yeah, so it's either Kool-Aid or Slim Jim, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So, I mean, that's Slim Jim, but the Kool-Aid man also does this. Oh, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh no.
5: no! Oh no! You have uh, drink Oh yeah! <laughs> oh no! Like, you destroy my wall. My dad's gonna be home in fifteen minutes. You. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Do you have anything? Lim Jim McKinstry does have a nice ring,
3: too. Right? Does it? It's like
5: <laughs> or Kool Aid McKinstry? There's no way. There's no way a black man <laughs> agreed to be called Kool Aid.
3: I don't know, man. He <laughs> loves drinking it.
5: Oh,
3: Quincy um. McKin. Well, or did he give up McKinstry? So is it your Quincy Kool Aid? Because on Twitter they said we've got McKinstry, so it I'm said, thinking he, he gave it a- says, says dropped
5: his confusing first name.
3: Okay, yep. So Kool Aid McKinstry. <laughs> that's that's way less confusing.
5: I'd uh, if if we're choosing between those two. I mean it, I we well, don't say, have
3: to I'd have to say it's Slim Jim. <laughs> I just I'm trying to get off the OEX oh, yeah, because I mean craft product it can be like I don't think it's easy Mac McKinstry. Like I'm I i can not think of other like craft products. <laughs> easy Mac. It, listen, if it's not Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, that's the episode title. <laughs> Kool-Aid McKinstry.
5: I pick one. I don't we're we're, I, I, we're I, toast anyways. <laughs> Slim
3: Jim makes more sense, right? Probably.
5: Okay. All
3: right, okay. we're gonna we're we're gonna check in with
1: Slim Jim. McKinstry. For how many points? Eighty seven. Scott Ross is an idiot. What'd you guys have?
2: Yeah, we went with uh, Kool-Aid McKinsey. Like we're <laughs> in the
1: same boat here. <laughs> <laughs> for for how many points?
2: Well, uh thirty-five again.
1: Well, I can tell you one team is receiving points, drum roll, Uh, if I could direct you to the um, Alabama Crimson Tide roster page, uh, number one on the Alabama, uh, the very first name on Alabama's roster right now, if you look at it, is Kool-Aid McKinstry. (laughs)
0: So, since it's the right answer, we can't make that the episode title, right?
3: (laughs) I guess it's Slim Jim McKenzie. Slim Jim Jim McKenzie.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is exactly what they were hoping (laughs) for when NIL got changed. Exactly.
1: Yes. Welcome to the world of NIL deals. Yes. he, he He apparently had it as a nickname when he was a kid. Worked in name, image, and license agreement. They swapped Twitter profile pictures. He put the Kool-Aid man as his. Oh they God. put him as their profile picture on it's Twitter. for him, man. I think uh, run with it. All right. Question number four is in blue chips. That is NCAA recruiting. The 2021 signing class for the Alabama Crimson Tide recently took over the top spot as the highest rated recruiting class of all time per 24-7 sports. Usurping the 2010 class of what school? It was the last recruiting class before their famed coach left the program. All right, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right, Scott Frost is an idiot, has checked in. And outsiders, you guys can talk it out.
3: I immediately went to Pete Carroll in USC in my head, just based on the time. Yep. Um, his first year, I believe,
5: was 2011 um rest in peace t jack was a quarterback and he left amid a big scandal and i'm sure that had a lot to do with uh his recruiting prowess
3: right exactly and then you brought up mac brown in texas which Mm. is also probably around the same time right that he yeah but his was more his he didn't leave the
5: program he well i guess they probably said they mutually agreed to uh part but um and then you brought up Matt Barkley, and that makes a lot of sense because right around there, Locker, Locker, Jake Locker was the same, uh, graduate high school graduating class as me, and that would have been like his senior season, right. or his junior season, right? Because
3: in- he was drafted in twenty ten, right? Yeah. Or no, 2011. The blank Abbott, yeah.
5: And we beat Matt Barkley in USC at home that year. I'm pretty positive, so that makes sense. So. And yeah, they obviously
3: we- are always good at recruiting. I mean. Well, the only other, unless your name's
5: Clay, unless your name's Clay (laughs) Hilton,
3: the only, uh, the only other like thing I thought was maybe Bob Stoops, but I don't think. Oh, he left weight, he only left like five years. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good with with USC. All right, we're gonna check in with USC for 87 points.
1: All right, and Scott Frost is an idiot. What did you guys have?
3: Yeah, we went with um
2: Florida State, Bobby Bobby.
0: Yeah, we. Tossed around Paw, but then I we thought Jopay was probably like 2004, 2005-ish or something, and then we thought Jameis Winston had his Heisman like 13, so we thought maybe that 2010. Then we weren't too sure when Bowden retired or not, so we yeah whatever. Flores Day
1: for how many points? 100. Okay, well. Neither team is receiving points for this question. Uh, Although uh, Matt and Jake were the closest, this uh, university, um, let's see, they signed the number three defensive tackle and number one defensive tackle in the nation that year. That was Dominique Easley and Sharif Floyd. Yep. Mm. Matt Elam, the number two athlete, the number one athlete, the number four running back, number four offensive—it's t- just a litany of top ten recruits. That was the 2010 class from Florida. Urban Meyer's last class before he left.
5: Shouldn't if you would have prefaced this category with pieces of? <laughs> <laughs> I might have gotten. I was waiting for it. <laughs> That's right. All of you, all (laughs) of you, Urban Meyer supporters, suck it. He's terrible. Who
0: are these people? Who would support him?
5: Like, there's, I mean, is there a combined list that matches up the jail time with that that class? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody's been saying for years they should do a 30 for 30 on the 07 Gators because you have Pouncy Twins and Aaron Hernandez. I'd like to watch it. Oh, gosh, they should definitely do it. (laughs) that would be something.
1: The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores the outsiders finishes with 176 points and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted chase daniel award Mm. with 530 points is scott frost is an idiot all right now jake what's the proper response after our fourth quarter to a victory oh
0: yeah oh yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) This game made me extremely excited just to hear Scott Frost as an idiot like 48 times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> and now it's being recorded into perpetuity. So when your <laughs> grandkids grow up, you can say, listen to grandpa on here talking about this idiot.
0: He'll get, like, an extra four years at Nebraska just because of his totally. name. If he yeah. didn't have that name, he would probably be gone after this season. Because they're not going to win more than maybe maybe seven games at the most. No.
3: What if he changed his name to, like, Klondike? <laughs>
0: yeah. Klondike Frost? Or just, yeah. Now coming to the stage, Klondike Frost. <laughs>
2: it's getting
3: That's cold it. in here. I now picture like a Zoolander type situation, but it's Daddy Alaska and like contact Frost and their rival male strippers, and they're like infringing on each other's fan base.
1: contact <laughs> Frost and Kool Aid McKinstry, <laughs> Wonder Twins.
3: I love this. I mean, why don't we start with the still undefeated, three uh, and guest of ours, Jake? Man, yeah,
1: Jake. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, uh, yeah, sure. Thanks for for joining us. Uh, thanks for. Uh, watching in awe as Matt pulled things directly out of his rectum in the first uh, round.
5: Um, but I will say, uh, Jake, it's nice to play with you for half of a game. Um, yeah. Thanks, Matt. shout out, big shout out to Dan for stepping in for me. Um, and uh, yeah, let's uh, link up before the Huskies are at Michigan. Let's uh, have a drink or six. <laughs> <That'd be> amazing.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers trivia podcast. And until next time, We'll keep the bench warm.
4: That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yeah.
2: Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night.
0: That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at TP.